0: This is our devotional commentary for 2 Samuel chapter 10. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. After this, the king of the Ammonites died, and Hanun, his son, reigned in his place. David said, I will deal loyally with Hanun, the son of Nahash, as his father dealt loyally with me. So David sent by his servants to console him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the Ammonites. But the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanun, their lord, Do you think, because David has sent comforters to you, that he's honoring your father? Has not David sent his servants to you to search the city and to spy it out and to overthrow it? So Hanun took David's servants and shaved off half the beard of each, and cut off their garments in the middle, at their hips, and sent them away. When it was told David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Remain at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. When the Ammonites saw that they had become a stench to David, the Ammonites sent and hired the Syrians of Beth and The Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, and the king of Makkah with 1,000 men, and the men of Tob, 12,000 men. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men. And the Ammonites came out and drew up in battle array at the entrance of the gate. And the Syrians of Zobah and of Rehob and the men of Tob and Makkah were by themselves in the open country. When Joab saw that the battle was set against him, both in front and in the rear, he chose some of the best men of Israel and arrayed them against the Syrians. The rest of his men he put in the charge of Abishai, his brother, and he arrayed them against the Ammonites. And he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be of good courage." And let us be courageous for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him drew near to battle against the Syrians and they fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that the Syrians fled, they likewise fled before Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab returned from fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. But when the Syrians saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they gathered themselves together. And Hadadezer sent and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the Euphrates. They came to Helam with Shobak, the commander of the army of Hadadezer, at their head. And when it was told David, he gathered all Israel together and crossed the Jordan and came to Helam. The Syrians arrayed themselves against David and fought with him. And the Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed of the Syrians the men of 700 chariots and 40,000 horsemen, and wounded Shobak, the commander of their army, so that he died there. And when all the kings who were servants of Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became subject to them. So the Syrians were afraid to save the Ammonites anymore. When someone experiences the loss of a loved one, you might express your sympathy with words spoken or written. In some cases, you may include a gift, send flowers, or attend the funeral. David likewise is careful to express thoughtful condolences to a neighboring king after the death of his father. The previous chapter began with David eager to show kindness, Hesed to Saul's family, now, at the start of 2 Samuel 10, the king resolves to deal loyally hesed with Hanun, the king of Nahash, as his father dealt loyally hesed with me. So there's a lot of hesed going on in here. As we've noted, the Hebrew word speaks of both love and faithfulness. It's kindness with constancy. In the next two chapters, David will throw love and faithfulness to the winds, driven by his glands and his own selfish interests. But in chapters 9 and 10, he is a man of Chesed. And it is evident not only in his domestic policies, but foreign affairs. He shows steadfast love within Israel and to those outside. Nahash, king of the Ammonites, had died His son Hanun had succeeded him, and according to custom, David sends diplomats to say, I'm so sorry to hear of your loss. Please accept our deepest condolences and be assured that your friends in Israel are thinking of you at this time. Nice touch, David. It was a class act, paying tribute to a departed leader. True, there was some formality involved, but it was a gracious gesture and should have been acknowledged with courtesy. However, the young king didn't express his appreciation or send a thank you note. After his advisors insinuate that he's naive if he can't recognize this obvious sympathy scam, Hanun chooses to defy protocol. Instead, he disgraces his comforters, by shaving off one side of their beards, hacking off their garments at the waist, and running them out of town. Hanun should have stuck with convention. His outrageous actions cause quite a stink, and the rest of the chapter records the resulting military conflict. It sounds like a regionalized version of Psalm 2 with the rulers of the world bent on resisting God's king. Even after the initial defeat, they mount a more massive assault against David's army. But in spite of so many hostile forces arrayed against him, the Davidic king will rule, and his defeated opponents have no choice but to seek terms of peace. The narrator shares few details about the battles, but he gives ample space the speech of Joab David's tough military general provides the only mention of God in this chapter and it brings comfort to all believers in the face of life's uncertainties may the Lord do what seems good to him thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast for more information about Summit Church of Alpha go to summitefc.com I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the word.